The fashion geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry. Always host fly. Hello, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. <laughs> Evening time. <laughs> In New York City. The lights are dark. The spirits. Who knows? But uh, we're they're happy to be here. Happy to be here with you. I'm Reg Ferguson, Fashion Geek number one. Across the way, via the internet, I ride or die. Fashion Geek number two, Tiffany Minatel Schreiber here in the <laughs> internet flesh. There you go. Yeah, I was like, uh, you need to get cued there, Tiff? Come on now. Yeah, it's so hard without the visual cues that we're used to working with. It's kind of, you know, you know, it's, it's a new Operating in the dark? Ha 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 ha! I do have my lights on, but we don't have I'm, a lot of we don't have a lot of lights on because we're one of those buildings that's half occupied. So, oh, so what does that mean? You got to keep the lights on? No, 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 no. My my lights are on in my home office. I'm just I I when I look out, I look out to the rest of the building because. I face the courtyard, which actually you know that too. Yes. So, okay, I get what you're saying. Half the lights are out because half the people are gone. Yeah, actually more than half. So mm. there's really no there's really there's really no lighting. It's pretty wow. dark. Hopefully they're out dining out on the sidewalks, giving money back to your neighborhood and communities instead of flying the coop altogether. No, they have decamped. Oh, God, that's so sad. Is what it is. True that. Hopefully well, from the sounds- ashes will rise the phoenix. Oh, okay. Wow. We're going mythology. Yeah, sure. Why not? I keep thinking about that, and I keep writing it in, in several different episodes, and uh, now I finally got to say it. You did. Yeah, I kind of stepped over you. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it's okay. Tiff, I hear some uh, I hear some, some ice clicking in the... Uh- <laughs> You, what? The producer said he couldn't hear any any of the ambient sounds. So. <laughs> oh, I heard that very well. Oh, I'm having a little buffalo trace on the rocks right now because it is that time of night. I'm not familiar with that drink. Buffalo trace is a bourbon, a very oh. smooth bourbon. Very nice. You should try it. <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick to my water right here. Thank you. Oh, okay. You're not a bourbon drinker. Uh, not when I'm recording. Oh, should I stop? No, 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 no. <laughs> it fuels your fire, Tiff. You're all good. Dude, you don't want me to get me lit up too much, you know. Well, let's hope uh, that you have self-control. I do. I do. I'm. You sound great. Is this the computer that you were complaining about? And oh, complaining about uh, Dell? Uh, no. What happened? This is my this is my trusty old desktop, which is not we've a been Dell? recording from. No, it is a Dell. Oh, okay, good. Dell. Well, no, this is the desktop. Last week we talked about the laptop, which I figured that's what you're inquiring about. Yes. Yeah. Well, 
I sent it to them, the gang that couldn't shoot straight, and I sent a very heated and loaded tweet to Michael Dell. Oh, shit. He did not respond, punk. However, I attached his tech support team, and they DM'd me almost immediately. But the bottom line is they sent me a mailer, not priority overnight, like a three-dayer, and that came to me late because I should have received that last week, but I received it, I believe, on Tuesday of this week. And once I received it, I did what I had to do, checked off the box. They have a checklist to their credit, did everything, put it in the box. And fortunately, I literally live across the street from a FedEx mailer setup, a kiosk. You live in a really, really prime place. I mean, everything is you got a lot. You got everything you need right there. Pretty much. However, as we all know, every Saturday I walk to the grocery store. Yes, we have grocery stores, but. Not as good as Stop and Shop. <laughs> right. So, but yes, we have a wealth of services. You're absolutely correct. You don't right. have to leave the neighborhood unless you choose to. Right. I choose to. So the good news is I think they received it in Houston, Texas, priority overnight. Oh. So because I received an email, I believe, or a DM. I can't remember which. Pardon me, guys. And it read, we have it and we're working on it. So my well, it's good hope they is... Did that. It's good they did it overnight that way because it's got your laptop. It's, you know, worth a lot more money. There's there's equipment in there. I just feel they should have sent out the mailer box overnight <laughs> as well. I'm a depositor of J.P. Morgan Chase. If you need a debit card, boom, you get the next day. Yeah, TD Bank does the same thing. So come on, guys. Come on, Dell. Come on, Dell. Express. Overnight. Right. Amex, same thing. So, so fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really curious to see what they diagnose. I hope it wasn't just my imagination uh, for close to a year. I really do think something's wrong with it. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. I hope it wasn't anything contagious because, you know, you and I send stuff back and forth. Uh, No. Okay. I'm feeling good about that. All right. Good. (laughs) <laughs> I got good not diagnostics on my Dell too. So, oh well, very nice. Well, Dell, take that, take that. <laughs> Hate you guys. Always have your customer service, your tech support. Blah. Yeah. Blah. I cannot agree with you there. Uh, I know. But- I know. We just sent. Let's move on. Okay. This, I'm on my third laptop, by the way. This is the all first of my laptops ever, in less than eight the first to ten one I've years. Ever owned. On my own, meaning a purchase, because I work for companies and it was given to me. Let's oh. just say this, Dell. I have an iPad Pro, and it works far better than that laptop. So step up. Damn, how much equipment do you have? How much do you need? You got two laptops, desktop. I don't have two laptops. I don't. I have no laptops. I had one laptop. What oh, oh. I guess the iPad is 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 not a. It's, it's a, a tablet. Pad. It's a tablet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You are definitely connected. Yeah, absolutely. It's All 21st right. century. That it is, even though um, I'm okay not really living up to the 21st century um, these days. So, what's okay. news besides the Dell? <laughs> well, 
A little know. social injustice again, maybe? I mean, again, there, there, yep. there, there always is. Again and again uh, and again and again and again and again. Sure, sure. And Makes me never... feel silly hoping for something different. Is no, that... no, you shouldn't feel silly, but you should feel like I think a lot of people do, which is frustrated. Yes. Frustrated is um, is the mild version of what I feel, actually. So I was very upset earlier today. It doesn't mean that I won't be during the podcast, but it's funny how sometimes while we talk about fashion, the issues of society seem to creep right in. So let's keep it moving. All right. Well, because as you said, and several podcasts ago, several episodes ago, they go hand in hand. Um, society, social issues, fashion, it sort of all kind of feeds each other. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're completely intertwined. And I was like, okay, I get it. I don't get it really, but okay, I get it. And I have to say that <clears throat> I am getting it now. I'm good. finally getting it. You, you, uh, you're sending me some good reading stuff, Reg. You're good. giving me some good stuff to read here. I try. And, uh, and you know, a light bulb went off. You know that uh, you know there is a place for fashion in social justice. And, Absolutely. And I, I, at first was like, well, who's going to buy that? Silly me. <laughs> That'd be silly, man. Silly me. Um, everybody's going to buy it because it speaks for everybody. This this new um, fashion of social justice uh, garments, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not being very eloquent right now. And I, it's not because of the bourbon, because this is my very first one. So it's not. <laughs> I, know, I know you're no rookie, too. Yeah, it's it's emotions. You know, they just get me. I'm, I'm, I get in my emotions and I'm, I, it's hard to be eloquent. It's very strange. You can be you can be as emotional as you need to be and still be eloquent. So it's, I want to I want to interject on something. No, no shopping audience is a monolith. So not everyone is going to purchase an item towards a social cause. They're just not. And that's, that's fine. But I think there's great, I think it's really important that we can find individuals that are willing to make a purchase for the sake of a social cause. And I think there are a lot of those out there now. I think I think it I think the number is up in the 80%, 85%, 90% on both sides of the argument, unfortunately. But I think most Americans, let's just talk about America here. Uh because I I really can't speak on global, but I, I'm seeing it more and more, you know, I'm out and about walking, doing my walk around the park and everything. And I see, you know, the garments, I see people wearing things that speak about things that are going on right now. And um, they either speak on my side of it, uh, of, of things or on someone else's side of things, you know, um, sure. things I don't necessarily agree with, but everybody has a voice. We're America and that's what it's about. And, uh, it's interesting to see that. I think I see engagement unlike any I've seen before in this political landscape as far as um, 
speaking through fashion than um, in my 53 years of, well, you know, in my several decades of understanding um, free speech and, and community and things like that. Does that make any sense what I just said? Sure, <laughs> sure. It's a polarizing time, unquestionably. I'm speaking in vagaries here, but let me be clear. Uh, Breonna Taylor's uh, um, injustice uh, became clear yesterday. Today? Was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. And uh, meaning no justice. She got no justice. None. Zero. Her, she, her life, she, her life is gone. And nobody is being held accountable. Nobody. And it just does not make any sense to me and it angers me and it angers others and there must be change and any way we can get there uh i think at all costs so i'll be one of those people that are going to be buying t-shirts buying shirts i think it's uh you know there's new stuff coming out now trying to make a change here reg trying to make a change I'm all I'm all for the symbolism. There's no question about that. Whether it's you or anyone else, I'd be even more I'd be even more satisfied if I knew that led to political action. Right. It well, listen. I think so I I'm thinking of this uh, article that you sent um uh, I'm going to skip around from our plans just a little bit. But the article okay. that you sent about Pierre Moss launching a new uh, platform. Yeah, let's uh, let's you talk that about one? that. Let's, yeah, well, yeah, and then I'll probably counter with a few other articles or pertain to him because Kirby Jean Ramon, who is the creator of Pierre Moss, he has a lot going on. So, Start Tiff, and I'll probably finish. All right. Well, he's. It, it, a, I guess what was a little thing on Instagram that you sent me? He's basically launching yes. um, a new. Uh, he says a new platform, but I'm like, yes. is that a line or a platform? No, a platform. Okay. Yes. And it featured. It's basically bringing back the. Um, it was it Sean Puffy Combs uh, voting like uh, the call to vote action. The, yeah, the call to action to vote. Vote or die. Vote or die. Right. So, first of all, I think that's interesting that those two have collaborated. Um, I'd like to know how that happened. Um, probably a phone call. Yeah, probably <laughs> as easy as that. I would just, I would just, I, I don't two know. Two brothers in New York. I want to know the conversation. No right? Similar circles. Similar but how circles. come Puffy didn't put it out himself? That's what I want to know. Doesn't he have his own line of clothing? How come he didn't reissue it? Okay. That's one of my oh, questions. Hold on. Well, I can answer that. First of all, it's a collab. Okay, so there we go. It's a collaboration. It's a collabo between Pierre Moss and Sean John. Sean John. So yes. Kirby Jean Ramon, P Diddy. So. Um, so what so it is? It, so that so that answers one that answers one of your questions. That, what so, was the other one? Well, you, you were like, <laughs> yeah. well, why did you said why didn't he do it? Oh yeah. They, they are doing it. Right, because it's a collaboration. That answers a, all my it's questions. A, it's a that. collabo. Right, right. But there's a there's a change in the call to action. So back in the day when Puffy 
launched that campaign, if you remember, it was a big thing. He had a billboard in Times Square. Yep. Because his his office or his building, as they called the build uh, the building that Puffy built, the BMG building, mm-hmm. right there, also in Times Square, right around the corner. And if you recall, he ran the marathon that year. I don't Tipped remember out. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was this this was uh, 2016? The vote, the, the last uh, election, or was it? No, I can't remember the year. I don't think it was 16. I think it was uh, a prior election. I can't remember the year, Tiffany. Okay. I don't think it was 2016. I think it was quite oh. a while ago. I'll so, find out. I'm sorry. I said I'll find out. Okay, sure. So, so it was vote or die. Pierre Moss, vote or die for real. For real. Yes. A little different. Nice Go ahead, twist. honey. So you talking to me or you're talking to Pierre? <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> so we we've talked about Pierre Mons. We've talked about Kirby Jean Ramon before previous podcast. And he seems to have always been clear that whatever he's doing affects people that look like me and look like him. And he's always been aware acutely of the social involvement through fashion. So exist to resist, great play on words, mm-hmm. like you said, is a, is a platform. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm so impressed because essentially, ladies and gentlemen, this platform the proceeds go to social justice organizations. So in, in the case of this T-shirt, everything is going to rock the vote. Right. A hundred percent. If you're a certain, if you're of a certain age, <laughs> mm-hmm. rock the vote, rock the vote, rock the vote is very familiar. Very MTV. You remember that? <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's back that's in the day the, when MTV actually showed music videos. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but Pierre Moss, again, I'm, I'm just interchanging. Kirby, Kirby Jean Ramon, he's taking it a step farther. So the T-shirts got released on his website because he does a lot of D2C. It got released on the on the website on Tuesday. This podcast is being recorded. It's a Thursday at 12 noon. And when you go to the site, you also have the ability to register to vote. Oh. Yes! I almost said a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said one earlier. So That's awesome! It is. I, I that love sounds, that. I it's love very MTV-like that. of you. So I, I wish every huge retailer, every commercial, but any, anybody with a website, I wish everyone would put a register to vote button. Well, he's he's not the largest... But socially, he is—he is the most significant. Okay. And I really, I really applaud this man because he's—he's he's walking the talk. Now, yes. now, relatedly, he has something else going on. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh-huh. And that platform's called Your Friends in New York. Oh no, and, I didn't see that. And. 
he recently announced he's doing now this is big not that that wasn't big but the name i'm about to drop is big he's doing a collabo with caring who i always pronounce it caring k-e-r-i-n-g the big european fashion concern Oh, okay. Uh, so, I'm familiar. Sorry. Thank you for spelling it, because I'm sure, sure some of our audience members aren't familiar either. They already did something under this moniker at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, really, Pierre Moss Kirby did. So he he was responsible for distributing PPE to hospital workers, and he was offering grants for small businesses. Wow. He probably did a much better job than the government did. Well, he's more nimble. <laughs> That's true. So this is phase two of your friends in New York. And it's a four-plank uh, platform. They're going to produce live events. They're going to have a new talent incubator. They're going to have a uh, philanthropy arm. And ultimately, because it is fashion... They're going to be doing merch. So he right now is the embodiment of, of fashion making a statement. Yes. He, and you he, remember we we, 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 poster, I mean, we talked about him. The poster child of that. He's, he seems to be setting the example for everyone. Sure. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, the only thing I was going to mention is we actually talked about we, – we've talked about him really twice podcast-wise. So we yes. talked about him a long time ago, but we talked to, talked about him more recently pertaining to the whole thing with uh, CFDA. CFDA, so, yes. Yeah. So big shout-out. Making it happen. Love it. Get a T-shirt. I, a t-shirt, y'all. I am going to get one. Are you it's kidding? A start, and if you're not registered to vote, I, I don't mean you, Tiff. I mean our audience. But I'm going to get one. Okay. I'm glad that you're going to get one. When you get one, take a photo. Okay. You're not going to get one? Not necessarily. But... <laughs> Doesn't go with that jacket you're wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to do it, uh, get it, and I'm going to, like, cut it all up like I used to do with my T-shirts when I had <laughs> my old job at Brother Jimmy's Barbecue in New York. God bless them. Oh, they raised me. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yes. I'm going to make it my own. Sounds good. So you said so, you wanted to bounce around. So what else did you want to talk right. about? Well, it's interesting. Um, this ties in the whole fashion and social justice, I think ties into what's happening um, in the fashion world right now as far as these big retailers that are closing that you and I've been talking about. Um, and this is this is this is my thought. I read a an, I read an opinion piece and I was like, hmm, there might be a point here. And um, that opinion piece was about yeah, all of these stores are closing, um, like J. Crew, Men's Warehouse, Lord & Taylor, Neiman Marcus, all filing for bankruptcy, and then Century 21, who we talked about yeah. last week. Um, and some, but let's be clear, Tiff, some are closing, some are just filing Chapter 11. Right. Bankrupt, filing bankruptcy means you close, though, right? 
No, not necessarily. Oh. Okay, you bankruptcy is just bankruptcy, then you regroup and then you move forward out of bankruptcy. Yeah, okay. you can, or like you said, or you could just liquidate and go out of business. So, right, which is what Century what, Twenty One is doing, or uh, announced yes. they were doing. Um, uh, yes. And and basically, what the article that I read, and I'll tell you what it is. Hold on, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's uh, from Business Insider, and it's called Brooks Brothers J Crew Black Lives Matter White America Uprising. That's part hmm. of the. That's part of the address. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. I know. Let me click on it and I'll give you the title of the piece. But anyway, it talks about um, these stores that are closing, these stores that are bankrupting right now. We're also we're having problems before COVID-19 that it's not, you know, we, what you and I have talked about and you and some of your guests have talked about uh, prior to tonight. Well, you know, what? how is the COVID-19, the pandemic, this pandemic affecting uh, retailers and how is it creating this kind of this falling of giants in the um, in the fashion clothing world. Um, And this article posits that it's not just uh, a problem with finances or a problem with um, having to close due to the pandemic because, you know, have no customers. Um, this article talks about it might be uh, also attributed to the fact that these brands just don't wreck. They don't wreck. They don't. Jeez, um, I can't think of the word. Represent. They don't represent the changing America that is today. And I was like, what? That's interesting. And. One of the quotes is part of the reason traditional retailers such as Brooks Brothers and J. Crew have both gone bankrupt this year has to do with what they symbolize, an America that's fading away. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, and you, you think, think about the America that's fading away and you're like, OK, what are they talking about? Uh, the, the, the tailored suit, the polos, the, you know, the fitted shirts and the. You know, the ties, it's a symbolic of an, of an upper class that many believe to be causing so much modern day oppression. That's another direct quote from the article. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's an interesting statement. And I cannot say that I that I don't. I don't believe this because uh, I, I really do think that, I mean, you look around today, you see what most people are wearing. Um, you see what's happening with the other pandemic. And it's kind of like there is a huge shift going on and it is connected to fashion as well as society. Now, am I making any sense to you? Do you follow what I'm saying? I follow what you're saying, but I absolutely disagree. Okay. I think- I think I think the title is very provocative. Well, it is. It's an opinion piece. So it's going yeah, to sway you. And they're and entitled to their, their opinion, and so are you. I'm going to give you mine. So we can go blow by blow if we want to, particularly specifically in the men's space. I don't really want to talk about uh, the women's space. Not that I'm incapable, but. Right, but we're a men's. So we're a men's, right. We're a men's, we're a men's, we're a men's wear podcast. So. J. Crew. Yes. J. Crew to me, I mean, I'll, I'll tie them in. J. Crew and Brooks Brothers 
are similar and they're also dissimilar. So let me explain. Do they both represent an American style? Yes. But depending how you look at it, that American style, one could argue, and Caustic Man and I talked about this, was very democratic, particularly back in the day. So a look was a look, regardless of your financial status. So and that, let me point out that you said back in the day. Go on. Back in the day, and even and even now. I mean, why don't why don't we throw in why don't we throw in another name that is solvent, and a name that our producer reveres? Let's talk about Polo Ralph Lauren. Also okay. embodying, also embodying a certain fashion statement in American history. Absolutely. And we've, and we've talked about him repeatedly on the pod. So, but here, here's, here's my point. African-Americans also rock those brands. So Polo, enough said. J. Crew, look at the models. Brooks, Brooks, because they have such a longevity, you can combine those two other brands, and I'm not even sure if you touch the number of decades Brooks has been in existence. It's so, since the 1800s, 18, late 1800s, I think, right? I can't remember when they started, to be honest. But my, but my point is, no. It, because of because of their style, what they embody, no, that has nothing to do with them being in financial distress. They're in financial distress for a variety of reasons. One, because what we're finding out, and it's not specific to retail, men's retail, but a lot of these businesses, they were stretched out, and we didn't know it, Right. Okay. Is that a fact or are you just supposing that? No, I'm not. I'm not supposing. I'm not supposing. I mean, look at Brooks. Brooks, file chapter 11. They're going to close a bunch of their stores. They're not going to close all their stores. So what does that mean? They were a retailer that had too many stores. (laughs) So, so, so now, so now, so now they're, I'm I'm sorry. I said because COVID forced the closing of some of those stores. They couldn't re- retail in their brick and mortar, so they, yeah, that that cost needs to be cut. Right, but what, the, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with race? Nothing. Well, social. I'm talking about social injustice, and that comes in different, many different colors. Social, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with justice, social. I'm this sorry. has nothing to do with social justice or social injustice. This has to do with business. Well, the retailer art- has too many stores. Right, I got that. But what I'm talking about with within the article, the argument it gives is that you look at what people are wearing in the, the protesters who are protesting all of this social injustice, protesting the politics, and they're not wearing Brooks Brothers, and they're not wearing any of these high-end Ralph Lauren even. They're wearing revolutionary things, things that say you know something about who they are and the cause that they're fighting for. And that's what this article was about, is that people, the shift of buying is, is going away from, you know, 
clothing of status, shall we call it, for anybody and everyone who can afford it or want it. Well, I was just about to say, the shift of buying, Tiffany, there is no buying. <laughs> the, the, the American buying. consumer, no, no, there's well, not. The Amer- no, there's not. The American consumer is holding tight to their dollars the and, money stretch- is going- and stretching out dollars and right. asking for relief. But didn't so we the, just there's... talk about Pierre Moss creating a Yeah, new we talked about Pierre Moss and a teacher. Where you can buy this kind of clothing? This revolutionary kind of clothing? Well, hold on now. Hold on. Revolutionary type of clothing? Hold on, Tiffany. Revolutionary type of clothing? I think you have to pump the brakes there a little bit. (laughs) So first of all, Pierre Moss's t-shirt, Pierre Moss's t-shirt, you can check. It's not a $10 t-shirt. I can imagine it's not. It's Pierre Moss. All right. All right. So, 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 So I think this role has to be slowed. But I know that every dollar I spend on that T-shirt is going to go to a community who is helping to make a change in society and what's happening now and what's happening in the future. And I will pay money for that. That's fine, Tiffany. But that has nothing to do in my mind with what protesters are wearing. And, you know, I'm all down. I'm, I'm always down for a protest. Well, that's so, what the article was talking about. The article was basically, let me talk a little bit more about this article before we move forward. Just get the audience caught up with what you and I already know. So the article was basically comparing what's happening to today to the French Revolution and what happened in France during the time of the French Revolution, basically when all of the um, the regular lower class commoners just basically kicked out the aristocrats and and really changed France, the country of France, uh, in a major big way. They just took over the country. Uh, I think there's uh, Les Mis is about that. The Les Miserables, the, uh, the big musical is about the French Revolution. And it's and they were the, the article talks about how those with less uh, created their own style. Um, because those that had everything were wearing the breeches and the powdered wigs and the big gowns and all that, whereas the the commoners uh, started wearing these certain pairs of pants, these you know casual. They were called culottes. Uh, we we know culottes today to be kind of sort of short, wide legged capris, kind of things like that. Um, but they created their own style, and, and it was a movement against the injustice of the aristocracy against the commoners. And the article was equivocating what happened to what's happening today, what might be happening today. Like I said, it was an opinion piece that I found to be interesting and thought-provoking and gave me a little hope to think that maybe that is what's happening. Maybe we will create a huge shift through this clothing, this difference in clothing between us and them. Maybe. Yeah, again, I still disagree. I mean, particularly talking about France. First of all, the the play is from the book by Victor Hugo. So, Yes, but the book was about the French Revolution. No, I understand that. And the movement you're talking about is sans culotte. Sans so, culotte, yes. Yeah, sans culotte. So... I, I'm, I'm. It's a false equivalence, to be, to be, to be honest in in my mind, because you said something earlier that I like to talk about a little bit more, if I may. 
none of the protesters, and again, this is a hasty generalization, none of the protesting, protesters are wearing, to your point, Brooks. Okay. Unless they're protesting <laughs> that, for the other side. No, I mean... <laughs> No, I mean, I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. I, I think I think these cuts you're making, they're very broad. These are very broad strokes. And well, it, was, it was an article that that had me think sort of outside the box. It really did. That's that's fine. But I, I have to challenge the piece and I have to challenge the thinking. So individuals that are going out for protesting, they're wearing gear. That. Is is to be battle tested. <laughs> you're rocking jeans, you're rocking sneakers, you're rocking t-shirts, you're rocking a mask, you're rocking a bandana, a hat. You're, rock, you're rocking a cap, you're rocking goggles. So sneak, I probably mentioned sneakers. And masks. Boots. Did you say masks? Uh, yes, I did say masks. Okay, so, you said masks. So, so the, but the point is, that's, that's rough and ready gear. So... Probably a lot of them are wearing Levi's. So what is that saying, Tiff? So this I whole a, year... I think that's a both. Levi's? You're talking about... I'm talking about jeans. Gen I'm, talking about, I'm talking about jeans, Tiffany. Right. That's all, so, that's all I'm talking about. So I thought about. you were saying the brand Levi's. Well, yeah. If I'm saying jeans, I specified Levi's. Obviously, there's a gazillion other brands for right. denim. Right. And we're talking so, about Gen Z, and they're all about other, other kind of denims. I just well, want to put that out. It could be Levi's and it could be a host of other brands. The, the point is, this is these businesses declaring Chapter 11, this is not the end of the Roman Empire. It's, it's just not. I so, think some businesses are, have been hurt by cause cancellation, meaning that, you know, we're not going to shop there anymore because they made this garment that is racially insensitive. Or we're not going to shop there anymore because they threw a big uh, fundraising party for the other side. But these aren't those brands. The brands you cited aren't those examples. Well, they're no, not, they're not. But there are other thing, other store. I mean, I can't list them all. I can find a list, I'm sure, of all the stores that have either uh, filed Chapter 11 or Chapter 13. And we could probably research each of those stores and find that a good number of them at some point or another have been targeted by uh, what folks are calling the cancel culture, which actually really hurts the bottom line. I mean, it does make a difference. Tiffany, you're very specific about two brands, J. Crew and Brooks. Because so and these, no, I these, said these, just these aren't these Taylor. aren't those these aren't those examples. I so, said Taylor, I said Nordstrom. And but I said, I, was, I said, can we stay with men? And you said yes, because we okay. are a men's wear podcast. Yes. <laughs> Last I checked. I'm, so, I'm, clear on, I'm clear now what you were saying. Yes, very clear. So, no, I mean, the polo shirt is an American staple. And it's not going anywhere, you're saying. It's not going anywhere. Right. So, yeah, the guy... <laughs> What was, what was it? The guy and the wife, and he had a Brooks joint on. No, not a good look. I understand that. Are you talking I, about the couple? Um, yeah, who stood who on the yard spoke, with the who guns at the at the uh, who also spoke at the RNC? So in Missouri. Yes. Yes. So 
Yeah, again, to reiterate, not a not a not a good look. So, but again, I'm sorry. I just have to I have to respectfully disagree with you and the and the op-ed piece. Oh, you're not listen. You're not just. I'm not saying that I'm taking this uh, op-ed side. Say it just it. I like when I read something that has me think differently than I thought before. Um, because it. You know, especially when you're talking to people like you and I are doing, it's interesting that we read all sides of everything as much as we can so that we can look at things from different perspectives. I'm all I'm always down for that. Yeah. And that's all I was doing. That's I just found it very interesting. And like I said, it gave me hope. You know, what if what if this is happening? And and if it is happening, if this revolution is happening and these Retailers are going down. Um, I guess a word about Ralph Lauren Polo. They pivoted well, shall we say. I mean, that's the new word, right? Pivoting. All businesses have to pivot in this new COVID new normal. I don't know. I don't know their financials that well. I don't think they necessarily pivoted. They didn't overextend like these other brands. Mm. These over these other brands, clearly that is what has happened. And and obviously I'm not trying to make it simplistic either. So what we are finding is not unique to the menswear space, right? But unfortunately, there are a lot of businesses, and particularly if we are talking about retail, they're non-essential businesses, right? So they are feeling the strain. Right. And some of the, and some of them some of them are folding. So it's you know, we mentioned this in the previous pod, and I know at the end you're gonna reserve some time for me. So that's why the century situation is different than the situations you aforementioned. So but we'll leave it we'll leave that to the end. Well, I have an I have a question that I was going to uh put to you regarding <clears throat> regarding this op-ed article and what it was saying and the possibility that it may be true or it may not be. Not. But, but what, uh, but about the things we've been talking about since March, what does this mean for a business like yours? So first of all, for those who oh, are joining us, sure. <laughs> for those who are joining us for the first time, Reg, what is it that you do? What is your business? What is this whole podcast supporting? Sure. I have a business called New York Fashion Geek. It is a men's fashion consultancy. We help men improve their look, the everyday man. We go from closet inventory to personal shopping and everything in between. Consider me a personal trainer for fashion. (laughs) So to answer your question, yeah. I mean, the whole WFH movement, the working from home movement, certainly impacts my business. There's no question about that. So right now I'm just holding I'm just holding tight. Okay. People listen to the podcast, hopefully they learn and empowered. And certainly if people want to reach out to me as a result of the pod, that's great. Obviously I do a newsletter. I always like to keep people in the loop about what's going on. But one of your services is shopping. You go shopping. You take right. Shopping. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, hello. That's got to be difficult now. I mean, yeah I, yeah. I know for a fact Brooks Brothers is one of your go-to for one of your clients. Um, uh, yes, that's correct. And Century 21 was always a go-to 
uh, for yourself. I don't know if you took, I think you might've taken clients there as uh, well. Both, definitely both. And again, you know, we could talk about it now, but probably want to reserve it to the end. So right. but yes, I mean, Century, are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a touchstone, not just for me, but for clients as well. You're absolutely correct. And your focus is not only on suit men's. No. It's on all no, we go. We go from, oh, I didn't mention that earlier. We go from casual uh, to men's suiting. Right, so, right. So, so with these brands filing bankruptcy, these these major suiting brands, um, you are feeling that you're feeling the pinch a little bit. Well, you say major suiting brands. I mean, there aren't any major suiting brands that have declared Chapter 11, with the exception of, of Brooks. Right. So, that's that's the one that's I was the only, talking that's, about. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the only one. So. Yeah, no. Am I feeling a pinch? Absolutely. I'd be lying. Right. No, of course, of course I am. So the only thing I can do is continue to try to empower the everyday man and his girlfriend and his spouse, his buddy, and and know that I'm always there. Right. So, but certainly there are things that we can do. Now I've mentioned that on my newsletter in terms of virtual shopping, even just picking out outfits virtually, we can do that. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, the technology, the technology is great. So that's a good no. pivot on your part. I'm sorry. I said that's a good pivot on your part. I guess but we but we always had that as a service. So okay. I just if anything I tr- I reminded my clients about that. So we've always had that. I read so, an article. I read an article that might make you feel uh, a little uplifted. Okay. Uh, And the article was on Bloomberg.com and it was about, uh, all right, I'll read the title from the, once again, the address line, the suit proclaimed dead is alive and well for some tailors. (laughs) The Coggins article, uh, Business Week. Yes. So Basically, this article states that tailors, I mean, although they're they're um, their uh, volume has diminished, they are still able to keep all of their employees working because people are still getting that bespoke tailored suit to this day. And I find that so interesting. I as well. Because how is that happening? Well, I think in the examples that Coggin cites in the article, at least the New York ones. So the New York ones, I think he uh, he mentioned Jake Jake Muser. Big shout out to Jay. Gonna have you on this podcast one day, bro. And uh, we're gonna have everybody on this podcast <laughs> all at once. I don't know. No, but, one at a time. <laughs> And Paolo Maturano, those guys have audiences that they just don't stop, it seems, to their credit. My mm. business is a, is a lot younger than both of theirs, uh, singularly or combined. So, you know, God bless them. And, and for me, I'm just I'm hanging in. I'm hanging. I'm hanging tough. I think we can say from this article that now is the time to get your bespoke suit because there's not a long wait for them. You can go to, and I can't imagine the tailors have really surged their prices. 
um, at all. I think, uh, you know, if you ever, I, for our audience, if anybody's ever wanted a bespoke or, you know, a bespoke tailored or tailored alone suit, now is the time to do it for sure. Wouldn't you say? I don't think there's ever a bad time. So if you have the time and a lot of people seem to nowadays, certainly, certainly go for it. Well, I think, I mean, I would love my husband to have one. I think that would just make him. I would just so- love for your, your husband to become a client of mine. So <laughs> sheesh, <laughs> well, to dream. <laughs> Um, can I say one more thing about this? I, uh, this article. Wow, one of the interesting ways. So you know, with um, with COVID, you know, uh, being in the same room, you have to keep six feet social distancing. But whenever you're having your suit tailored, that's impossible. You know, the tailor has to be there to to pinch the seam and pin and chalk mark and you know do all the kinds of markings and things that they need to know what to take in, what to let out, those kind of things. Sure. Where to, where to build next. And um, that was the first when I was reading this. I'm like, how the hell is this happening? I mean, tailoring is such a in-person thing whenever you work with making a garment for someone's uh, particular body. It's an in-person thing. How do you and I have to give props for this industry for figuring it out. Um, And they're doing it through the Internet, through Zoom Uh, and how they're doing that. I need to learn because I'm like, what? Um, it, even this tailor that they were interviewing was like, it was very skeptical at first that how they could do it. But, uh, you know, the client tries on the garment and, uh, the client themselves take a few basic measurements. I guess they're told by the tailor and then they take that information back to the pattern maker and then they, they basically produce the garment. Um, I mean, as long as the, the person who is <laughs> doing the measuring on themselves is uh, pretty accurate. I mean, brilliance. That's brilliant. I think I think that's I think that's really tricky. I know in the article, if I recall correctly. So Jake, Jake Muser, he is doing Zoom fittings and he gives out a sample jacket to his client and then they figure it out from there. So. And even me for my business, essentially, if a customer is shopping and they're confused about what goes with what, hey, just FaceTime me, boom. That's how we solve that. Or with the items they currently have and they're about to do a Zoom meeting and they just want to do business on top, but I would prefer if they did business on top and bottom. And I mentioned that in my newsletter because you don't want to be that guy. I had a meeting. I'm I'm going to be from top to bottom at all times. I had a meeting and individual asked me for something and I realized it wasn't, I do my setup in my living room and I realized something I had to get was in my bedroom. I got up. I'm glad I didn't have sweatpants on. I'm glad I didn't have no pants on. So gentlemen, only thing I'm saying is really, come on. It just puts you in the right frame of mind. If you're fly from top to bottom, I'm just saying, guys. Yes. And that's another thing the article did say. It did say, you know, though, you know, a lot of the clients who are doing this, they're, they, they're, they're power players. They're high up. Yeah, know, that's my point. They're, in the structure. The, the, two, the two I have four mentioned, I wish I had their clientele. And one day I will. But until then, 
I'm just I'm just laying in the cut, always available. And these guys, they're high rolling because they have high rolls. Right. So, all so there is hope. This is what this whole podcast is about. Hope. Well, not really. Absolutely. But. No, no. Well, <laughs> to an extent. To an extent. Yeah, you got to keep hope alive. Speaking of hope, there is hope in the Century 21 market. Oh, please don't tease me. I'm not. I, I, so uh, you wanted to circle back to Century 21 because you want to say more. So I want you no, to do it's okay. But no, no, do your thing. What, what do you get? Well, I found an article uh, regarding, uh, it's an extension of the article for our last podcast that talked about um, the state senator and the councilman who were both uh, trying to do their best to help Century 21 and Bay Ridge stay open. Yes. Um, so an update on that is both state senator Andrew uh, Gonardes, I figured out how to, I, I heard how to pronounce it, and council <laughs> member Justin Brannon. They are pushing a new bill they introduced called the Business Interruption Insurance Bill, which mandates that insurance companies honor business interruption insurance claims during the pandemic. This is why a lot of these companies also are going under is because insurance companies just can't pay out or are choosing not to pay out. Yeah, they don't want to pay out. Right. So this bill is going to mandate that they honor their word for crying out loud. Honor your word. So there is still hope that at least one Century 21 will remain up. Need more than one. We need more than one. You're absolutely right. But need them all. You know, it just takes. Definitely need Cortland Street. It just <laughs> takes a flicker to start a fire. Boom. Just ask California. <laughs> oh, Reg, no, that's not good. That's I'm not sorry, good. you set it up. So. I didn't set <laughs> it up for be, that. I was trying to be mean. It was just, <laughs> it was available. Uh, okay. No beef with Cali. You guys know that. <laughs> I love Cali. Stop these gender reveal parties for crying out loud. Amen. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. But Anyhow. That's A. I didn't know this. So thank you so much. I mean, even the the initial news of Century, I didn't know. Big shout out to my friend and client, Bob Bonnage. Yeah, we're I, all on it. You, yeah, you're, just, you're still just, stuck in the sorrow part. I am. I'm trying to pull you out of that. Let's let's get a movement going. You are absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll be seeing some more uh, Insta posts with Century because this was the Century Week for the podcast. So, oh, <laughs> so between now and Saturday. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. It'll be a great loss if this they can't make this work. Man. Ugh. But I'm holding out. I'm sending my positive vibes that way. That way, that way, that way. And I hope everyone in the audience, you hear, send those positive vibes to Century 21 to all these retailers that really need us right now. You know, buy one thing. And, uh, and also, you know, spend some money on some revolutionary rare and get out there and support these major major important causes and that's the end of my diatribe i like how you talk to well that's a wrap <laughs> thank you so much for listening we hope you had fun and are down for another one please tell your friends about us you know, subscribe download spread the love y'all especially yeah, shout out those to our producer search and everyone down with the nyfg 
And thank you all for tuning in, especially for the new ones. Pass it on, pass them on, and keep on listening. Go back and listen to prior ones. We've got some really, really good ones. Um, and if you, uh, in these day and age, uh, if you have any questions or thoughts or something you want to share with us, yeah. you can always do that by emailing us at Rich. Podcast at nyfashiongeek.com. Story ideas, advice, anything. Hit us up. Or you can, uh, uh, what do you call that, DM you on your Insta? You can slip <laughs> in my DMs on the Insta, New York Fashion Geek. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I try. <laughs> or if you're interested in a style consultation, virtual ladies and gentlemen, and I did say ladies because he does yeah. go both ways. <laughs> wow, Tiff, thanks. Okay, so uh, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always, always be, be fly. fly. Both ways, really. Fly. <laughs> <I had to. laughs>